there was also, and I don't know if it was a decision per se, or more of a knowing that at a certain time, especially as women and women entrepreneurs, I think really have to step into this more than others is they had to allow themselves to be unapologetically successful and themselves. I don't think that it's possible to have a seven figure business and have no one making decisions. The faster you can make those decisions, the faster you can continue to move because holding on to those decisions pulls everything to a stop. You know, like I'm a visual person and the, and I visualize, you know, a car coming to a screeching stop and, you know, it takes a little bit to get it going again. So we need to keep that momentum so that we're constantly moving. What got you here won't get you there. It's time to uncover the micro shifts required to take your income, influence, and impact to the next level. I'm Melanie Benson. And I'm Samantha Riley. And this is our weekly show for experts and business leaders who are influencing people's decisions to make a greater impact and shatter their revenue goals in the process. Welcome to the Next Level Influence Show. Now let's get started. Hey, Sam, I am so excited to dig into today's episode. I know we were just both talking about in the green room how inspired we were by last week's episode on seven figures. We did a panel interview in case you missed it, uh, episode 36, and I was just, I, I was on fire for days. I know you shared something mm -hmm. similar. Absolutely. <laughs> One of those conversations that like, like just won't let you go. Yeah, definitely. I had that energy from that conversation carried all the way through the weekend into the next week. And we thought it would be really great to reflect and to dig deeper into the conversation that we had with these amazing ladies. What it really takes to reach that seven figure mark, you know, we talked about it in the episode, but it was so deep that I don't want to let those nuggets go you know, maybe un, unseen or unheard to the depth that the, the value bombs really were. Well, you know, we both talked to people who've made it into seven figures or even to six figures, sometimes mm -hmm. even eight figures. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes these conversations get looped into a lot of the strategy, you know, people drop into like, okay, well, how did you do it? And I know one of the big meaningful moments in that conversation with those women was hearing over and over again how they didn't start with strategies. As a matter of fact, I don't think any of them started with the intention that I'm going to be a seven-figure business, but it started with decisions that were giving them more of who they wanted to be and what they wanted in life, mm -hmm. like where their mm -hmm. values were. Mm -hmm. And so I want to talk a little bit about the decisions we heard because Boy, that just that that like I got completely plugged in when we started talking about these decisions, because even for me, each new level of success I have achieved in my business was always at the root of it was I made a decision to have more of something that was meaningful and valuable to me. Mm -hmm. um, and the, and and the pivot, this was the big piece they made the decision then they're like then i had to get out of the way and like let the yes. decision like unfold and come to life right and so mm -hmm. you heard several decisions through the conversation that was elizabeth jennifer and isa oh so good so good mm. what was one of the decisions that really struck you 
I think it was the decision. What really struck me was it was actually when Jennifer was talking about her decisions because she Jennifer has an eight-figure business and it wasn't something that she set out to do. And like you said, none of the ladies actually set out to run a seven-figure business. But this moment where she realized, wow, this is actually way bigger than me and I need to kind of step back and allow it to turn into what it's meant to be and take the ego out of it that I'm the person that has to be the face. I'm the person that has to run everything and just to take all that out and just let it run as it's meant to run. Yes. I loved that. And I remember Elizabeth saying very specifically that there became a moment where she did claim that she wanted to reach seven figures and beyond. Mm-hmm. And and it wasn't necessarily about the money, but it was about being unapologetically capable and and experiencing that seven-figure impact and that seven-figure success. And I remember hearing her talk about the decision and I thought, I, did, I got chills. I was like, yes, that's what it starts with, a decision. Mm-hmm. She didn't mm-hmm. know how. Yeah. As a matter of fact, sometimes those decisions... Um, are slightly terrifying, right? It's like, oh my gosh, did I just claim that? Did I just say See, that I think, out loud? I think sometimes is interesting because I don't think it's sometimes. I think all the time. <laughs> okay, all the time, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. And there was also, and I don't know if it was a decision per se or more of a knowing that at a certain time, especially as women, women entrepreneurs, I think really have to step into this more than others is they had to, to allow themselves to be unapologetically successful Mm -hmm. and themselves. Right. And you use this all the time. You talk, I love this term that you brought in like last year, I think it was, I started seeing you Mm -hmm. use this unapologetically Mm -hmm. more Mm -hmm. like what, what was that like for you to hear that come through these women and really kind of bring that into our, our conversation? To me, it's a breath of fresh air to see people that are being unapologetic about what they want, about what they want their life to be, how they want to be running their business, what they want everything to feel like, what's important to them and to not allow stories of what we think a business should be or what we think our life should be or how we think we need to be as a seven-figure business owner and just getting rid of all of those BS stories and just owning this is who we're here to be in our way and just go go forth and do. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and I'll call myself out on something because we were talking about this before we got on is sometimes, and again, I think sometimes our background and our, you know, like if you believe in past lives, sometimes there's stuff happened that's happened to us. It's kind of in our energetic frequency that is um, playing out in how we see ourselves, how we, how we relate to the information and the feedback from our marketplace. And I started to question something and, and like you very lovingly called me out on it and said, mm, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> and I think that that like standing in the unapologetic space of like, this is who I am. This is what I do. Doesn't mean everybody's going to get it. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean everybody's going to embrace it. And doesn't mean everybody it's for everybody. Absolutely. And, and to know, like, there's that space of, okay, I have to just keep standing in this space because the right people are coming towards me and everyone else, maybe they need a different kind of 
education on why this is the outcome, why this is powerful for them, you know, because yeah. everybody's bringing their stuff to the table, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, this unapologetic piece definitely was the golden thread through what everyone was talking about. And I think we really need to know what it is that we want from our life so that we can create this business in the way that we want to, because our business is an extension of who we are. And if it energetically doesn't match who we want to be, then it, there's always going to be this friction. So we, we need to really lean into just owning what we want. And that is definitely the thread that came out from these ladies. Yes, absolutely. There's another conversation that emerged towards the end of the episode that I was like, oh, yes, <laughs> we probably could have done a whole episode just on this. And it was interesting because I felt like it was almost like a, oh, by the way thing. And when we all sort of started into this conversation, I was like, oh, we could keep going for a very long time on this. <laughs> yeah. And maybe we will have to do a whole episode on this and the idea of where we become a bottleneck or what mm. what bottlenecks start to emerge as we move into seven and eight figures. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think you've probably witnessed this too, like every new level of success, there's a new bottlenecks that tend to oh, emerge. 100%. Right? And it's not just one or two, it's lots. And, you know, <laughs> there is constantly bottlenecks in our business. And I talked last week or in the last episode about, you know, some of the systems that we've got in our business, like we have a Slack channel talking about bottlenecks, you know, we're constantly looking at our systems weekly, but they still happen. But we need to be really, really aware of them because they, they're like little ninjas, bottlenecks. They really are. Yeah, I like to think of the bottlenecks are uh, Superman or Superwoman in this case, uh, the kryptonite, right? Mm -hmm. And and the reason why I think of it like this is because, you know, we actually don't recognize we're in bottlenecks oftentimes, and though and we can't we can't figure out why we're stuck. Uh, and one of these, I these, I like to consider them invisible bottlenecks, is when you get stuck in the how mm -hmm. and. I don't think this actually emerged in the conversation that much, mm -hmm. but this is one place where I know uh, my clients get stuck all the time. They're like, mm -hmm. okay, I want this. And then they immediately go into how, yeah. how are we going how to make it happen? How do we do this? Yes. <laughs> and you said something that just touched me. It just moved me uh, earlier. And you were talking about like how people who are achieving higher levels of success ask better questions. Mm -hmm. Why don't you unpack you, that a little bit and tell me why yeah. this was such a spark for you? Absolutely. Because you will never hear someone that's successful asking how to do that. They will always ask, you know, what needs to be done? Why is this so important? Who do I need to go and see? Uh, where do I get the resources for this? Or where could I get the resources for this? They ask, you know, what, when, where, how, uh, why, who? They don't ever ask how, because how is a big question that we don't know the answer to. And they know that by asking this question, they're just going to end up in a tailspin. So it's really important to ask those better questions and not get caught in the how. And I know every now and again, I'll say, I'm not sure how to do that. I will catch myself out quite quickly. 
okay, what's a better way to ask this? You know, who is it that that's done this before me? Or when do we need to have this done and why? Why is this important? Because then we can go and research or find the people that can actually help us to get to the next level because we don't need to know how, we just need to know what the next step is. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one of the things that stuck out when you said this is, um, you know, the quality of the conversations we're having, because when you're in the right conversations with the right people, um, they're not asking how questions they're, they're basically tapping into their resourcefulness and asking the questions that you just said. Mm. And um, I'm not saying that people who go to how are not people you want to have conversations with, but I just want to really all. highlight that. Um, if you find yourself asking lots of how questions, it might be time to up-level who you're having conversations with and challenge yourself to get in a relationship with a coach that won't let you ask how, mm, but will mm -hmm. challenge you to be more resourceful. Mm. Um, and, and I think this is a great lead into another bottleneck. And this definitely came up in last week's conversation or the last episode. Um, and that was this idea of who we hire, when we hire. And how quickly we hire. That's the one time mm -hmm. you do get to use the how word, right? Is how quickly yeah. can we hire the right uh -huh. people? Well, I mean, you can even turn that around. When do we need to hire? You know, we, we're able to turn turn things around. But this was definitely something that came up um, as one of the biggest things that, or one of the things that they would do sooner. Um, this was a repeatable point and then I think the other was that some of us were mentioning, well, we did hire soon enough, but we weren't able to let go. We were micromanaging our team. Either way, not having a team or micromanaging a team is definitely a bottleneck. And that whole piece on team is a bottleneck for every business owner I've ever met at some point in their journey. Yeah. I mean, it has been for me, like I've never been afraid to hire, but I, and I talked about this in, in the episode, I talked about trust and I think mm. this comes up for a lot of people, trusting yourself, uh, trusting the people that you're bringing onto your team and really becoming adept enough at identifying the right people to bring on at the right time. So you can let go. And I think that bottleneck is not hiring soon enough, but also not letting go. Mm -hmm. You know, when you've Definitely. got the right people, you know, it's not about perfection and it's about progress and you've yes. got to be willing to let go of all the, the minutia so they can do the things that they do best. 100% progress beats perfection every time. And something I say to my clients all the time is you want it to be perfect. I get that. But what is perfect anyway? You might hold on to something trying to make it perfect and think, wow, this is perfect. I'm going to release it into the world. And the first person that sees it go, oh, I hate that. Or that something is, you know, not quite right with that because what is perfect, and I'm putting that in air quotes, for one person is not for another. There's no such thing as perfect anyway. Yeah, and I guess the last one is uh, kind of coming back to this bottleneck of decisions. You know, we mm -hmm. started with decisions, but, you know, lack of making a decision or holding on to all the decisions can be part of that bottleneck. And uh, we didn't get deep into bottlenecks, but one thing I know for sure is if you are the only one making decisions and your business is at the seven or eight figure level, 
then you have a serious bottleneck in in the ability for you to do the things that you're meant to do and for mm. your team to be able to be in action and, mm. and to really expand the momentum that you want for your business. Totally. I don't think that it's possible to have a seven-figure business and have no one making decisions, but I know what you're talking about here and it's those big decisions that are going to have um you know have us moving forward or or changing directions those those big decisions the faster you can make those decisions the faster you can continue to move because holding on to those decisions pulls everything to a stop you know like i'm a visual person and and i visualize you know a car coming to a screeching stop and you know it takes a little bit to get it going again so we need to create keep that momentum so that we're constantly moving well said was there anything else that really kind of lit a spark for you from this episode i think the biggest thing was hearing these um amazing entrepreneurs share their journey and having that conversation and knowing that we were in the right place because not only were we all you know having a valuable conversation but it lit me up and it just it was just a constant reminder to always be around the right people, the people that you need to remind you to think a certain way or the people that give you energy don't suck energy. Like there's nothing worse than being around energy vampires. Like we just don't have time for that. We've got big things to do. We've got the world to change. We need to be around people who give us energy. And I think that that is the biggest thing of all and people who can have these conversations and challenge your thinking and bring new and innovative ideas to the table they're the people we need to be around because that is the biggest piece that's going to help move you to the next level yeah and i would just add to that because i agree with everything you just said is that there's empowering conversations and there's disempowering conversations and and in my experience i think a lot of people get very disempowered when you're getting stuck in the weeds and one of the things I took away from that conversation with the, these amazing women was the empowered feeling they each activated by sharing what was possible. And yeah, you know, we all shared some mistakes and things we wish we would have done differently, but we don't like stay stuck there. And yes. so I, I love that empowered feeling when you're with people who are playing bigger, they're igniting possibilities, they're activating the most resourceful part of themselves and you. And, you know, we don't gloss over the problems, but we do not live in the problems. Mm. So well said, so well said. So if you haven't gone and listened to the episode i highly recommend you go back because it was just on fire but melanie you also bring a lot to the table it's not just a conversation that we had with other people this is you know something that we're also living in our businesses so i'd love you to share a resource that you can offer our listeners that uh that will help them to go to the next level mm. yeah, thanks you know i love helping people unleash the greatest version of themselves. And oftentimes, as we were talking about, you know, there's a belief or fear or some kind of hidden barrier that's invisible to them. And so I created a quiz that helps people with 
Uh, I think there's like six very simple questions. It's a two minute quiz. If you go to melaniebenson.com forward slash authority quiz, it'll help you unlock how you can have a greater impact, boost the income and really unleash your influence in a healthy aligned way. So melaniebenson.com forward slash authority quiz. What about you, Sam? I know you've got something amazing that will help uh, people who are ready to go to seven figures and beyond. Well, thanks, Melanie. I've got a a workbook called The Million Dollar Plan. It's the nine key growth areas for your business that will help you get more income, more freedom and more impact. It's a lot of the things that we talked about last week, obviously. So there's a lot of mindset, but there's also a lot of, you know, what's the next step? How do you offer, put your offers together? How do you price them? What does your marketing look like? So you can get a copy of that at samanthariley.global forward slash plan. Nice. Well, uh, I hope if you haven't yet listened to episode 36, that we thoroughly inspired you to go back and listen. And I I don't know about you, Sam, but I would love to hear like, what was the spark for you from that episode or today's episode? And how can you make a new decision today that will be a catalyst for you to make a greater impact and be more unapologetically you? Mm-hmm. Share it in the it, wherever you're listening to this. Give us a little shout out or comments and let us know what sparked for you. Yeah, can't wait to hear. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for joining me again, Melanie. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Next Level Influence. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level Influence. Before you go, would you subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player? We'd love to know what your greatest takeaway was from today's episode. Take a screenshot of the show and share with us on social. And be sure to tag us too so we can connect. Tune in next week for another Next Level Influence episode.